0: I have something that I actually meant to share with you guys uh, a couple weeks ago at our Christmas service, and uh, it's the first note that I put in um, what I want to share with you today, because um, I think you guys should know this, and I think you'll appreciate knowing this. So, um, I want to give a big shout-out to Chris and Kristen, okay? Big shout-out, a little cheer for them, whoop, and and here's uh, Chris is like okay yeah more come on you know, uh, um, just don't make me come up there um, um, I want to I want to give them a little shout out because um, last service <laughs> I almost said last week that would have been a lie <laughs> lying from the pulpit will get you fired <laughs> um, so uh, at the service that we had for Christmas a few weeks back I guess three weeks ago. Um, we had, a, uh, we had a crazy thing happen. Uh, most of you don't even know that it happened, and that's why it's a big kudos to Chris and Kristen. So um, Chris had come to the church, I think it was a Monday before that service. And uh, Chris is, we've got some old sound equipment that he's helping me sell and trying to get the right buyer. And he's a fierce negotiator, and I love that. Um, So, you know, he's doing his research. And so while he was here on Monday, he was like, hey, I'm going to come in, I'm going to turn some tunes on, and I'm going to get working and doing whatever, you know, he was doing over here. Um, And when he turned on the sound system, it sounded like, the aliens were trying to land right here. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was crazy noises. Um, and so he's like, reached out to me. He's like, Hey, what's up with the sound system? And I was like, you're the sound guy. Don't ask me. No, I'm just just kidding. I didn't say that. Um, anyways. Um, so come to find out our soundboard was completely fried. And we've got service and the soundboard is really important to us for a number of different reasons. It's how Chris, um, Chris, you know, uses everything that he's got back there to record the podcast that we put up and we use it for um, the, those that are attending in the cars. So you can hear it without the soundboard. You can't project it through the FM transmitter. So there's all kinds of things that we need this for. And here we were like five days before Christmas service for us and we have no sound, um, and luckily we were able to uh, scrape some things together to get a makeshift board here. We were able to borrow, uh, <laughs> it was like this big, this little tiny soundboard from my brother, and I'm thankful that he uh, let me borrow that. But um, And Chris and Kristen, they came here on, a win- on Wednesday night uh, with Beth and I, and Beth and I Just did stupid things on the guitars and stuff like we did before service today that you missed Bethany's writing a vicious song about how she thought she was gonna be a spider And she was hoping that her arms would grow out they didn't and then She's gonna be a camel, but her hooves never can. It's a great song. It's riveting Uh, it's no doubt gonna top the charts. I think is what they call them anyways um, but uh but they, they came and they worked with us late on Wednesday, uh, to get that board to where we could at least get through that service. And then over the last couple of weeks, we did the work to get a new soundboard and they've slaved away. Chris has really, Chris has read more probably about that soundboard, um, than I've read in my entire life. Um, and, uh, that's not saying much for you, Chris. I really haven't read that much in my life, but, um, but uh, still learning how to read. But, uh, but anyways, they, have, uh, they really sacrificed a lot to make sure that we could still have everything we needed for for the Christmas service and to make sure that we were 100% ready to go today. So Chris is going to keep playing with it and learning all kinds of new things on the new soundboard. But, um, but I just want to say a, a big kudos to those two because they, they really bailed us out. And y'all didn't even know and that's the best part about it is when you don't even know that it happened uh, because when it was happening, it was like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Um, so with that, um, I want to I, – I, I'm probably going to sit down here, and so I hope you're not offended by that. And if you are offended by that and you're sitting, which is everyone, huh, um, get over it um, as long as I don't break the chair. So um, I, I first want to say, and I, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, is that, you know, I hope – that, um, I hope that you guys enjoyed the last few weeks with your family um, over the holidays. You guys know that we took two weeks off um, so that we could just be wise, give people some distance. You know, I know some people may have had family coming in and so on and so forth. And so just giving a little bit of a reprieve there between uh, coming back with you tonight. Um, And Bethany and I, you know, we've always believed that it was so important to build rest into the DNA of the church. Um, Something that we were very passionate about, something that we believe is often missing. And I wanna say thank you for allowing that time of rest, right? I mean, there are a lot of places that, if the pastor was to suggest, we're not gonna have services for the next two weeks, um it would be pitchforks um that may be a sign that i'm a really bad preacher uh because they were like yes. um anyways uh, um, thank you so much you really we don't really need you to come back actually at all um what um that would be that would be mean bethany bethany sent me that text just so you know <laughs> she was like we really don't need you you know that right um but uh um but I assure you that after last year we needed some rest. I mean, if anyone, if any of you were living through last year, you probably needed some rest yourselves. Um, and so I appreciate that. And so um, where my head has been over the last couple of weeks, um, and I, to be honest, I literally just shared it with Bethany like an hour before service um, uh, because I've just been processing. Um, and and what it's what i am really been focused on as we get into 2021 is I want to talk to you about priorities, okay? I'm not going to talk to you about resolving to read your Bible more. I'm not going to talk to you about—those are all good things to do, and I would encourage you to do those things. I'm not going to talk about that today. I want to talk to you about priorities. And this is something that um, I've been thinking about for us as a church for— many, many months. Um, what are our priorities? You know, what are we focused on? And what should we be focused on that we're not? What are we focused on that we shouldn't be? And, and all those different things. And I want to remind you what it says in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says this, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. And many of you may, you know, uh, you may or may not be doing this, but I think it's good for us to determine and to think about and to focus on what our priorities are going to be for the year. You know, Just as we're doing this individually, and I may be setting some of my own personal goals, which I have, uh, Bethany is a, a planner and a scheduler, um, and so um, I may have made a mistake by getting her like three calendars for Christmas. Um, each one is a little bit more planner I would say, um, something like that. Um, but I think it's important for us to not only think about this individually, but corporately as a church body. What are our priorities for the year? And as I say that, I know some of you might have things in your mind, things that you're thinking about. You know, like, Tom, when are you going to ever finish the bathrooms downstairs? Or when are you going to finish your room? Bethany was talking to me about how I haven't finished my office yet. And um, I've got, you know, 80% of it done. And I'm a I'm pretty good about 80%. It's that last 20%. <sighs> just don't feel like it. I don't know why. It's it's one of my weaknesses. Um. But I began thinking about this. You know, what, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And all those questions come up, causing us to ask us, what are our priorities? Because let me tell you, you can't do everything. And that's just, that's just the truth. I am one that I think I can do everything. I do. And I fail at that. And Bethany is quick to remind me, you can't do everything, Right? And so there are so many things that we have to be able to say what is our priority. And what I have found is that in our time of ministry, okay, not just, and when I say our, I'm not saying Bethany. I'm saying ours as a church. God never really intended or created this place to be a typical church, okay? And I, I'm not saying You know, I need to wear more skinny jeans. That's what I'm talking about, okay? I mean, Billy wants me to, but I'm like, Billy, I'm trying to not do that, okay? Um, I'm trying to fit back into my normal jeans. Um, (laughs) But I want you to understand this, that as a pastor who has only seen and understood the models of a typical church, God telling you to do something different that is not the typical church, is, it is incredibly difficult. It's, it's, like, it's like being sent out on a job to build a house, okay? Um, but the blueprints that you've studied and that you've understood for all of the years that you've always built houses, you've built so many houses, you understand that you've got to look at the blueprint so you know how to build it. It's like you show up on the job and there are no blueprints, and you've been told, don't do this the way that you've always seen it done. That's like, that's my life. And that's Bethany's life. And it's a really challenging, confusing place to be at times. And I hope you guys are okay. I'm just going to be a little real. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about priorities. Okay, we're going to get there, all right? And the, the natural tendency that I believe we've had and that even as a church we can have is to think back on the blueprints of what we've seen everywhere else, right? Um, And start doing what, what you remember. Well, I remember that we used to do this and blah, 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 blah. Before you know it, what you're building isn't quite right. And to be honest, it's not what you're really supposed to be building at all. And it's not that you're doing a bad thing, right? It's not that you're not putting in a good effort. It's not that you're not trying to honor God and what you're doing, but it's interesting because in our world, we believe, as crazy as that may seem, we believe that God has wanted us to do things a little bit differently. And a lot of times, and I've said this to you you guys, you've heard me say this, we've not necessarily understood what that meant. And as we're three years into this now as a church, right, Three years into this, um, there is a component where we are constantly looking and saying, are we doing this as God would have us to, or are we falling into this rut of this blueprint of what we've seen everyone else do? And I I can tell you to be quite honest with you, that's where where we have uh, ourselves kind of started falling into and I thank God where God can be like, hey, you know, hit me on the head. I was gonna hit myself on the head. But this microphone does hurt if you hit yourself in the head with it. Okay. Um, but this awakening to say, wait a minute, what you're trying to do is you're trying to repli- you're trying to replicate something that I've already told you not to replicate. You're spending more energy and more effort into doing something that isn't bad, it's not that you're doing a bad thing, but it's not exactly what I'm looking for you to do. Now you guys are like, what the heck? What was he doing? What was he going to say? And um, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, because this, this causes me to ask like scary questions, like really scary questions that like for sometimes um, when I, and you can ask Bethany, sometimes I get into these crazy like weird places with my mind and I start talking about things. And Bethany has audibly said to me more than once, "You're scaring me." And like, I don't know whether to be offended at that um, or to be like, "Really? You know, um, let me tell you what's really in there." <laughs> um, but 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 I want you to understand this: there are things about us as a church, about our DNA, about what we do, that are visionary. They are of God. And there are other things, and this happens in every church, okay? So I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing us here. But there are things about us that we can gravitate towards what man typically does or typically wants. And we can do that, and it can look good on the surface. It can look good to everyone around us, but it may not be what God is calling us to. It's the same thing with your life and with your own priorities. You can Have a good priority, but it may not be the priority that God desired for you to have. It may not be the thing that God wants you to pour your efforts into. It may not be the thing that God has actually called you to. It's not that it may, it's a bad thing, right? But is it what God has truly called you to? And there are things that we may do as a church that we are doing out of this obligation to fit the mold of a church. And and I think this is interesting because as much as we may do that, and it may look good, it may not be right. Like I think about this. and, And when I think about this, I think about how we've gotten this messed up. If someone said to you, anything about the church, what you're actually thinking about is a church service, right? I mean, if someone said something about church, about their church, or about coming to their church, like, I wouldn't invite, you should come to my church sometime, you know, oh that would be great, and then just show up, and me not having a church service, and maybe like, this is my church. <laughs> Um, what? (laughs) I told you you should come to my church sometime. This is my church. Or is there a service or anything happening today? No, this is, just wanted to show it to you. (laughs) Like, that's, we, we have attributed church to being a church service, okay? And I think that's where, that's where things can be a little confusing for us because we have forgotten what the church really is. Because we think church is just a service that I go to once a week or whatever it is. Um, and some of you are hearing this and you're like, well, so what does that mean? What are you saying? And I'm going to say this back to you. I don't know. <laughs> um, we're, we're working this out together um, as we talk about this. Because this becomes even more complicated when you start talking about the church and the DNA of the church. Because as a pastor, okay, as a pastor you have obligations, okay? You have obligations to... Um, the congregants, as they might call them. You have, you have obligations to maybe leaders that you respond to, the denomination that we're a part of, all these different things, okay? But at, at the heart of it, the question becomes, are we doing what God has called us to do? What are our priorities? And I want to remind you of these, okay? Um, Because it all comes down to this question, why are we here? Why are we, as a church, here? This is. Listen to this. Um, um, you know what? Actually, Kristen, can you put up that slide that we were talking about earlier? Um, I think it. I think it says something. Yeah, th- th- this slide. Okay, I want to. I want to th- talk about this for a minute because this is a. This is an insane thing, to me. Okay. Where, we are able to say that as a church during a pandemic, we raised over six thousand dollars towards the food truck that we were working on. I did talk to a gentleman today about the beams on it for getting that welded so we can start on that. We we gave over $10,000 to community needs and things around here during a pandemic, and God enabled us to raise $45,000 to buy this building. Now, I want to I, I make some of you aware of this, some of you who, you know, we've got some people who literally only attend this service by watching online, okay? They never, they never come to the church, they never come to the building, they never come to the parking lot. Um, we've got other people who maybe have come to the parking lot or whatever it is, right? And maybe there's a mix or, or whatever the story may be. But I want you to understand this. This last year, to, if, I'm, if I'm being real on our numbers, we're a church of about 20 to 30 people, tops. That's the tops. There were many services that we had this year that were like five people, six people. And that's, that's a weird, that's like, that's a weird thing. But it's an even weirder thing to be able to say, that's what our church services have looked like. And this is what God has done with that. Because that is insane, right? Like for, for Beth and I were talking about this, like when we got to the end of the year, and we're like, how in the world did all of these things happen considering this faithful little seed that is here? And what it, 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 it has encouraged us in such a mighty way because what it's done is it's allowed us to say, look, God is, God is continuing to bless this place, okay? And it comes down to this for us. Why are we here? What are we doing? And it brought me back to the original vision of who we are as a church. And they probably got this slide somewhere in here. Um, But real church, relationships, evangelism, authenticity, and love. Look at that. I didn't even plan that. Chris and Johnny on the spot back there, man. I'm going to double your salary. She doesn't doesn't get paid anything, guys. (laughs) Zero times two is zero still. Um, Sorry, Kristen. Two high fives. Um, Anyways, relationships, evangelism, authenticity, and love. And so the last two weeks, these things have been like hammering back home. And and I told you this at the Christmas service. This year has been so difficult because we are a relational church. It is who we are. We are relational. We are focused on building community, building connection in the church and outside of the church by serving the community. So when you take a year and you rip all of that away from us, it is incredibly difficult because it it is the first thing that is a part of the DNA of who we are as a church when I don't know whether I can hug you or shake your hand it is torment to me it is torment to Bethany I'm telling you, that's just the truth. Because what we have always been called to do is to just love and embrace and be there for people no matter what. No matter their background, no matter their situation, no matter whether we've known them for five minutes or we've known them for 15 years. That's our nature. That's what we want to do. And so when all of a sudden that's like there's this, you know, you you go to the grocery stores and there's a big plastic wall between you and that person. That's what it's felt like. It's like, trying to find a good enough. It's like pastoring through this chair for me. (laughs) Like this. I got to do it for those out there too. This is what it's felt like. And that's difficult because we are a very relational church. And we love people. And we want to minister. We want to encourage. We want to do all of those things. And there's ways that we've done that. I'm not saying that we've forsaken those things, but it's part of who we are as a church. And as we look at our priorities for this year and what I believe that God is stirring into us, there is a stirring for a commitment to these things. Relationships, evangelism, authenticity, and love. There is a deeper commitment, and I'm just telling you right now, and I can say this because I've, listen, I was worried about leaking this to Bethany because I thought she might be a little freaked out when I leaked some of this, I'm not going sh- to leak it with you. So sorry about your luck. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to stay tuned, folks. Tune in next week for more from Tom's crazy mind. But I, I want you to hear this. There is a fresh commitment coming to these things that are going to look very, very different. Okay? They're going to look very, very different because when I ask the question, and I ask God the question, why are we here He aligns me back to the vision, okay? And I want to tell you something. Um, There are things that Bethany and I have tried to do in the church for for more than the three years that we've had the church, that we've started the church. For more than three years, there are certain things that we've tried to do that never happened. And we've still put effort towards that. There are, there, there, and there's a number of things like that. Things you guys may not even know about that we maybe we don't talk about or whatever it might be. But there are things that we've done that with, we've prayed for, we've sought God for that haven't happened. And the question that we, that her and I were talking about is how do we remain true to what God has told us to do? And how do we break away from the mentality? of what everyone else thinks the church should look like and do and be and all of those things. Because we know that God's called us to different. So that's very challenging. But it's the same thing in your own life. There are things that you may be doing, that you may be submitting yourself to in an honorable way, but it truly isn't what God has for you. It isn't what God has intended for. And more so, it's not what God has has called you to. And, and the things that we focused on, the things that we've done that maybe haven't come to pass, it's not that they were bad things, but I've felt this nudge that I believe that is of God asking me how willing am I to lean into something new and leave all of my preconceived ideas to the side to stop trying to rebuild something from a blueprint that God didn't give me, that God didn't want me to look at, that God didn't want me to do, the, to do something very creative and something different. Now, it sounds bold and righteous to say, yes, God, I'm willing, and I'm, I'll do it, and I'll do whatever you say, and we say those things, but then acting on them is very, very different. And I could tell you how long this has been stirring in me, because I can. Bethany asked me, she said, how long has this been stirring in you? And I said, I can tell you when it started. It started in a sermon that I preached here. It's, it, it may have been a year ago when we were preaching on what the church really is and who is the church. And I remember, I can remember this so vividly because the way that we felt after it and we felt like God was stirring us into something. And I can remember because Billy and Kim sent us a message on Facebook and Billy said, I'm sick of your crap, Tom. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but they sent us a message on Facebook after that service, and they said, look, we just want to let you know, we don't know what God's stirring up in you, but we just want to let you know we're here, and we want to help. And I was like, well, gosh darn it. <laughs> Them efforts. <laughs> and I I want you to say that, I want you to hear this. Um, It is one thing for me to say, God, I'm willing to stretch in this. I'm I'm willing to, I'm willing to do some different things, some new things, but I, I, I want you, I want you to ask this question to yourself. Are you willing to do that? Because I feel, I feel this call for us as a church to do something that is going to look a little bit different. Now, I say that, and you guys are like, dude, give it a flip and break. You said do something different. We bought an Airstream. We're making it into a food truck. Like, we're, what more do you want from me? Um, and I will say this. I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. But uh, Bethany and I have some things that we're really excited about that we believe that God is leading us into. And, I, and we want you to journey with us in this because it's important for us to remember what our priorities are as a church. And these are our priorities for the community to experience and know Jesus because of these pillars, because of who we are. We want to walk this out, and we want to honor God as we do it. This isn't, this isn't Bethany and Tom saying this is what we want to do. This is what God placed within our spirits four years ago when we first started this journey. And I want you to understand something. This place, God has ordained, God has blessed this in a way that many people cannot understand. When we look at those numbers of what happened in 2020, it doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense, right? Bethany put it down at the bottom, hashtag only Jesus. It doesn't make sense, guys. Like These things do not make sense. Because if anyone, if anyone didn't see any of that, didn't see any any of the blessings, any of the outpour, and there was just a camera that was here, that was pointed out here at the pews, people would be like, that ain't going well. <laughs> and so I'd like have to position my head because I got a pretty good noggin here to try to block most of it, you know. You know, that's what I, I do a pretty good job blocking it. Um, but, but that's because God has called us to something different. And what I found is this, and don't, don't read too much into this, and I'm, I'm just sharing my heart with you guys tonight, but we have become guilty of trying to replicate something that God didn't ask us to replicate. And what God is stirring up in us, we, 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 are, we are putting this together and we are going to share it. We are going to have here very soon, um, you guys know we do this at, um, at, the, at the beginning of every year. We're going to have a kind of a, a, a all hands on deck meeting as a church where we go through the budget. But we also want to, um, I'm going to finally do my vision um, talk. You know, I, I didn't do one all last year. I may have talked about vision a couple of times last year, but I tried to stay away from it with the 2020 thing. You know, I didn't want to do the vision, fall into that, that pastor trap because then all of my series would have been themed and it would have been difficult and we would have had to wear shirts that said you know, whatever it was. You guys would have hated me, but it would have been fun for me to watch you guys wear my shirts with my face on it because we were going to do that and then we didn't. That's, that, that was not true. Um, <laughs> here's what my heart longs to see. My heart longs to see people become a part of the church and not a part of a church service. See, because those are two very different things. See, because I think what we have done is we have so longed to see people be a part of a church service as opposed to actively be a part of the church. Church, there are many pastors that are incredibly happy with attendance, with worship, and with amens. Okay? If you give them attendance, worship, and amens, right-o, buckaroo, we're good. But my my heart longs to see what Bethany has often said. I've heard her say this a hundred times. She'll say, I want to see, or she'll say, it was so good to see, because it's, it, it, it's not always negative, the church being the church. See, because if you talk to most people that are in the world that don't know of Jesus, all they know of church is that the church is a concept of a service, where we come together and we play some music and we get a little emotional and we listen to some preaching and we feel a little bad about ourselves and then we go back out the doors and we do the exact same thing that we were doing before we ever got in the church. That's what most people know of the church. And so when you say something like the church being the church, like, well, what do you mean the church? You mean the church being like hands up or like what, oh, you're not a hand raising church. Okay, so hands down and like whatever it is, right? That's what people think of the church. And we want to see people become a part of the church, not a part of a church service. I thought about this. Have we gotten more excited about new believers becoming consistent attenders as opposed to seeing them become consistent in their faith? Being consistent in their words, being consistent in their affection. Are we more excited by just seeing them being consistent in attendance? Now, I'm not saying consistency in attendance at church is a bad thing, don't hear me wrong. But a lot of times we can placate everything else because, well, they've been coming to church. <laughs> yeah, they cuss at me like a sailor and they, you know, they do this and they do this and they uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, but they are going to church. No. Showing up to a church service is not being a part of the church. And see, here's the problem. I was not built to be satisfied with a, a, a knockdown, throwdown church service that gives you an hour of excitement, but a lifetime of disconnection. That doesn't work for me. You know, people people shake hands, they nod heads, they raise hands, but they live lonely, depressed, stressed, sinful lives. Because the surface Christianity that we truly offer in church services gives enough of an illusion to say they've got it together. And that's not, that is not what we are supposed to do as a church. That is not supposed to be in the DNA of who we are. And I will tell you this. I have spent too much time trying to create good church services. Too much. Too much time. And I want you to I want you to hear this. In the church where the opportunity for depth is removed, shallowness is all that will remain. And we have allowed people to live in their sin, to live in their problems, because you know what we've never been able to do? We've never been able to get close enough to minister to them. We have relinquished ministry time to altar calls. And I'll tell you this, Bethany and I have talked about this a hundred times. Alter- Jesus never had an altar call You know what he did? He walked right where they were in their guilt. Oh, I'm looking at you, Billy. In their pain. (laughs) See, we cannot, I can tell you this, I'm going to say this just as plain as I said it to Bethany. I cannot Keep doing that. I will be miserable, burned out, and worthless. Bethany's like, he's already worthless. I'll tell you right now. He's got socks on the floor. No. (laughs) So, as a church, I want you to hear this. We are putting our priorities in relationships, evangelism, authenticity, and love, and expressing those things as God leads us to. Okay? So, what does that look like, Tom? What do you mean? Okay, here's the big kicker. Um, I have a lot, <laughs> a lot of ideas of what I believe this means, but I'm not going to share that today. They're like, thank God. <laughs> this is enough. Um, I want to, I want to do something a little different. I, I want to hear from you. I, I hear one of the things that I'm going to be doing this week, and I believe I'm going to do it Tuesday. I think I've got it on my calendar to do it Tuesday. I actually want to send a survey out to everyone in the church. I want to ask you to do this. I want you to literally take some time to think about this, okay? Um, as we talk about those four areas, Kristen, if you would put those back up, I, I, I want to send something to you and I want to ask you the question. A question, you know, I don't have them exactly wrote out, but something, something like this. How do we make relationships a priority for 2021? How do we do that? You know, of course, we've got things that we already know we want to do, but, but how do we make evangelism a focus for us? How do we, how do we make authenticity? How do we make love? I want us to think that way as a church, because this is, this is our DNA. This is what we're supposed to be showing to the community. And I want you to think about it. How do we do this in 2021, right? Trying to come out of this pandemic. How do we do this? How do we serve well, Where do we spend our time? Where do we spend our energy? Where do we spend our efforts? Because if we want people to come to know Jesus, real Jesus, not surface Christianity Jesus, that makes them feel a little good when they come in here, but they go right back to their same sin and their same problems when they walk out the door. But how do we do this in a way to serve them and lead them into a life that is filled with joy and peace? How do we do that? And more importantly, how do you help us do that? Oh, crap. <laughs> he wants me to help him. Um, I want to leave you with this in Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Say this And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all. Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. One. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. This is our priority. And it should be your priority for this year. It should be one of the things that make it on your list because around you is a lot of noise that will tell you that you shouldn't do either of those things. Especially that whole loving your neighbor right now. Right now, everyone just wants to hate everybody. And you know what I say to that? Those people suck. I'm just gonna just, that's just, that's awful. Right? See, we, we have to be a church, we have to be a people that says, no, I have to love my neighbor. I have to love my neighbor in a rich, real, tangible way. We have to get to that point. And so, as a church... Our priorities are going to revolve around those things. And as I said, we're we're going to have a church-wide meeting. Church-wide meeting, folk. (laughs) And I'm going to talk like that through the whole thing. (laughs) Billy might hit me with a chair if I do that. Um, Which Billy's like, please talk like that. But um, I, 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 I want to say this. I'm being challenged in this, okay? Um, I'm being challenged in this because I, I do feel, I feel an urgency um, about this for us as a church, okay? Um, I feel an urgency about it. And um, I'll tell you this as I shared some of the things with Bethany. Um, l- listen, when I get wild and crazy and crazy thoughts and stuff like this, can, I'm just going to give you a little bit of visual. This is kind of how I share things with Bethany. It's kind of like this. So, got a crazy thought. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of doing one of those. Um, and she was just sitting there, and she started talking. about. It. I'm like, wait, just wait, just wait, 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 wait. Just let me get it all out. Let me get it out of my system. And, uh, um, and by the time I got it out, she was like, yeah. And I was like, what? She's like, "I like that." <laughs> I hope everyone else I like, can hear you laugh is they probably can't, but it's great. Um but uh um but so Beth was like, "Well, you know it's of God then." Uh cuz uh, otherwise I was going to be like, "Nope, you hear from the devil again, son." Um anyways, but 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 we're excited about this and I want to ask you, please, 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 please Be a part of this Uh, because I'm, I'm, I really believe, I believe that God has blessed us as a church. And if you don't believe that, I'll put that slide up again. (laughs) Because that, I mean, look, I mean, even that, no, you're good. The fact that we've given over $36,000 in three years is insane. Uh, But this, this happened in 2020, guys. This that is that is of God. And I am telling you that I believe that as we continue to honor Him, as we continue to set out to do what He has called us to do, I believe that He will bless us as a church. I'm not talking about us getting rich, folk. So I'm talking about I'm talking about we have had the favor of God on this place and for a lot of pastors the favor of god to them may look like full pews but i'll tell you i'll tell you what i've told so many every time i've gone to these you know church planning conferences and they've asked me to speak i laugh cuz i'm like we, you guys want me to come share um, and I tell them everything, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, so how many, how many full-time people do you have on your staff? And like, so, you know. And I'm like, none. <laughs> what? Like, are you kidding me? I'm like, none. And uh, you ought to see their face when I tell them how many people come to our church. They're like, Why did?" I'm not going to listen to a word that guy just said. <laughs> that guy don't have a clue what he's talking about. But here's what I always tell them. I always tell them this, and I mean this. I meant this, I, I remember saying this before we launched the church. My heart is to pastor the community. Not pastor a group of people in the community. My heart is to pastor Goshen. And that, you know what that looks like? That looks like there are people, I'm telling you this right now, there are people in this community that we serve as a church, that Bethany and I serve as your pastors that do not attend this church and they may never come to a church service. That's our heart, is to pastor the community. And I believe because we've remained committed to that, to serving people who may never come here and they may never give us tithes and they may never give us offerings and they may never fill a position. They may never do any of those things. I believe because of that, that God has said, I've got this. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about all those. Yeah, Tom, I know those pews were heavy and no one's sitting in them. (laughs) Think about how heavy they'd be with people in them. You know, he didn't say that to me, but... But, but I'm saying this, God has blessed us and I am believing, listen, I am believing that what he is calling us into as a church for 2021 is something that is going to make us even more effective to do what God has called us to do. We know what our priorities are and I'm excited about that.